Lewis. What's up, what's up? It's your boy AT and your boy AE coming to you live and direct with another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life where we break down the bars, relate to the rhymes so we can shed light on our lives. Just listen. Welcome to another episode of Bars, Rhymes and Life. Alan, how are you feeling today, my brother? Feeling good. No name, reality check. Your pick this week. Reasons for this, Alan. So we, we're back with no name. It was only a matter of time. I think being introduced to her music might be like one of the best outcomes of this pod for me. Because I just I absolutely love her, man. Great writer, great flow. There are a bunch of her tracks that I, that I want to bring to the pod. But this one particularly just feels like there are some really relatable lines in it. I've had it on repeat a lot lately, so thought it was about time. Just to piggyback on what you said there, she is incredible. And it's something I'm quite proud of that she's laced throughout the amount of podcasts that we've done throughout the year and a bit that we've been recording. She has such a way with words. And there's something about this tune that's actually quite enlightening. The tracks from before that we've broken down, I can't remember which one. It was was it Rainforest was one and the one before that, I can't actually remember, Self. Self seems really hard hitting and gritty and like calling you out and, you know, in your face. Uh, Rainforest, similar, but also quite despondent and quite a depressive kind of track in terms of its narrative and nature. This one's quite uplifting for me. I, I, I listened to this and I, the production's quite light and even the words are quite light. So I definitely thought this was a great listen to and uh, I really love the track. Can't wait to get started, bro. Who's up first? I'm up. Opportunity knocking. N-word was out for coffee. Inadequate like my window. The Grammys is way too lofty. Opportunity knocking. A nigga was out for coffee. Inadequate like my window. The Grammys is way too lofty. This theme of missed opportunities runs through this song a bit. And it's something that I, I relate to and in some ways have a fair amount of regret about like things I didn't do in the past things I might have missed out on from little things like just missing out on an event with people or bigger things like sticking in a career that you don't like for a long time there are lots of reasons why you might miss an opportunity but for me the biggest culprit is fear like fear of the unknown fear of change fear of judgment or you fear that you won't make it which is what the the second line here seems to imply to me inadequate and and the grammys are too lofty like maybe no name feels like the grammys are out of reach for her and that might be because she's not feeling confident but also because the grammys have been accused of overlooking black artists especially for like the big awards like album of the year and so stuff like that it can just really add to the feeling that something isn't achievable for you or you missed your chance for it or it's too late all of these kind of things that you tell yourself it's something that i think lots of people can can relate to and it's a nice way to open the song yeah so i snapped you on inadequate like my window the grammys is way too lofty and i could stay here forever i could die here and i could stay here forever i could die here 
that second line tends to make me feel like she's quite content where she is. She could stay here forever. She could die here. She's not feeling a sense of, I got to move because things are in a terrible place. And one of the hardest things I think to do is to aspire and to reach for potentially more success, more happiness, more power, or maybe more respect when everything is going okay. And when you have quite relatively decent contentment levels, it's hard to say, hey, I want to go and chase this dream when everything is going in cruise control. The closest I could relate to is my pursuit of a career change. As a pharmacist, everything was going pretty good. I couldn't complain about my wage. I couldn't complain about my hours. I could complain about pretty much every person I worked with, barring a few people, uh, but that's a slightly different topic. <laughs> I could have stayed there forever and I could have retired as a pharmacist. And I don't think anyone would have perceived Abby as quote unquote, a loser or the guy's not made it or whatever you want to call it, right? But something does drive me to want more and to constantly strive for change and also just to try and level myself up something drives me to do that and I just thought it was interesting to read that and sense that there's a little bit of insecurity there like why do I need to do this when everything's all right and I'm okay in a good place so that's how I kind of read those lines nice yeah that was actually my my next bar was a snap there we overlapped I could stay here forever I could die here I don't have to try here can I get my two sugars, please? I don't have to try here. Can I get my two sugars, please? I, I just love the line. I feel like for me, it sums up a feeling of inertia mm. when you can't break out of your comfort zone. So I took it in a slightly more negative way. And again, I really relate to it. This kind of behavior, it, it manifests itself in various places in my life, just comfort zones. Again, from something big like staying in a job because it's comfortable even though you don't really like it to something small and the, the stupidest small example I can think of is when I play computer games any kind of computer game where there's like a role-playing element where you have to level up your character I always make sure I level up my character early before I do anything else because I want to stay in the comfort zone stay in that early level I used to play Star Wars the Old Republic I don't know if you ever played it it was an online RPG and I spent so many hours in the first area just killing the little easy enemies building up my stats like so that my character was just disproportionately stacked before I moved on to the next mission and I don't want to move on until I'm fairly sure that I'm not going to fail so you just stay in that easy area because I don't have to try here and, and in both of those examples in, in the game and in in the career it comes at the expense of progress you're sacrificing progress for comfort it's such a common thing and you really need to unlearn it because I think for most people that behavior is it's adopted as a coping mechanism against like failure or rejection or, or whatever and once you learn not to fear those things you can start moving forward either with your career or your Star Wars campaign you know <laughs> <laughs> that's an amazing take man that's sick you're up next she dream in technicolor live black and white she dream in technicolor live black and white bad boy line such a really classy, tight, sick line. I think it says a lot and could be interpreted in many ways. The amount of times that I've been told I'm a dreamer is ridiculous. So I get I get told I have a dream, you're always away with the stars and you always talk about random next shit all the time. But I think it is better to dream in Technicolor and live in black and white 
than the other way around. Because I encounter some people that literally live in pure fantasy. They literally lie to themselves every day. And I'm like, better to dream lies than to live lies, right? Yeah, man, that's a great, that's a really great short line. And there are a couple of those in this track. It it also has that feeling of being like, there's a positive interpretation and there's a slightly less positive interpretation. It's funny how we both look at this song. Maybe it's just something about our personalities because I, I look at that and I'm like, you're dreaming in Technicolor, but you're living in black and white. So maybe you're not achieving your dreams. Like I take it in a slightly more more negative way. But yeah, it's, it's a great line. I'm up next. Mississippi Vagabond. Granny gonna turn up in her grave and say, My granny really was a slave for this. All your uncompleted similes and pages ripped. You know they whipped us in words. How you afraid to rap it? Mississippi Vagabond. Granny gonna turn up in her grave and say, My granny really was a slave for this. All your incompleted similes and pages ripped. You know they whipped us, niggas. How you afraid to rap it? You were. I just think this is absolute bars. It's, it's always, always important to remember how close we are to slavery like her grandma's grandma it's really not that far back and and no name is feeling a weight of expectation here like because there's this legacy behind her she feels obliged to really make the most of her life and that's just a lot to put on yourself like you have to do well because of this history and then following it up with this line uncompleted similes and pages ripped i just love it it's i think anyone who's been through the creative process in in any medium writing music drawing whatever it is you would have hit a block of some kind at some point and you'll relate to this feeling like you get writer's block where you just can't get something done you have unfinished work or work that you've just torn up and chucked out out of just frustration because you couldn't get it right and it's just a rubbish feeling when you look back at projects that you started but didn't finish or worse that you just scrapped them completely but also it's it's kind of part of the creative process. And I think, again, I feel like No Name is being quite hard on herself. You know, she's saying that uh, I, sh- I should have completed these things and how could I ripped up all these pages? But it's something that comes with the territory of being a creative person. And it's, again, so relatable, man. Great bars. Facts, bro. Facts. Who's next? You're up. 17 moments and cloudy days on my snap. Mysterious aberration illuminated the trap. My telephone calculations synonymous with the sunrise. Mountains against the foreground forever me coming back. 17 moments and cloudy days on my snap. Mysterious aberration illuminated the trap. My telephone calculations synonymous with the sunrise. Mountains against the foreground forever me coming back. Oh, Bruh. bars. I snapped you on the start there. Bro, who puts bars like that together? Like, who puts words like that together? That is ridiculous. Just... I can't wait for the listeners to hear it come out. Like, it's dirty. It's so good. What's hilarious is that I had to find out what she meant by moments and cloudy days on my snap. I was like, I don't, I don't really know what she means. And then I realized it's like, there are actually moments on Snapchat. It's on. The, it's, a, it's a Snapchat <laughs> moment. And I was like, oh, I'm not on Snapchat. I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. So Showing your age there, Abby. <laughs> but, but unbelievable bars. And I, I say this from time to time. And I do think that the best lines and the best bars sort of there's there's a formula that's sort of coming between us through this that we do but visually specific yet sonically abstract when 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 lines allude to what i just said there that's when they're really special 
And and that's what that stuff means to me. Yeah, hundred percent. I really didn't write very much about this at all. I just highlighted those those first two lines. Um, Utter mysterious aberration illuminated the trap because they're just incredible bars. I just really loved the line. I don't know what it means. Like mysterious aberration illuminated the trap. It could mean all sorts of things. It could mean nothing. But I just love how it flows, and I love how it sounds. And sometimes bars just hit you like that. You, you just you just love them, and you don't know why. Facts, bro. Facts. You're up again. Opportunity knocking. It's finally time to answer. The doorbell was only broken because auntie was fighting cancer. And cigarettes on my mantle keep calling me by my first name. Loving me when I'm lonely. Pretending they really know name. Opportunity knocking. It's finally time to answer. The doorbell was only broken because auntie was fighting cancer. And cigarettes on my mantle keep calling me by my first name. Loving me when I'm lonely. Pretending they really know me. Oh, snap. Cheese. It's been a while since we've had a 100% snap, I think. (laughs) The first two lines could be taken in two ways, right? The first is that maybe No Name couldn't pursue her career because she had to support and look after her very ill auntie. Or that it was the fact that her auntie was really ill, potentially at death's door, that jolted No Name into thinking, I need to attack life and pursue this dream uh, that I'm after. So it could be that it was... I can't go pursue my dream because I have to look after my auntie or it is I got to pursue my dream because I'm now witnessing my auntie really suffering and life's too short. Like, do I just want to sit here in the, what you described as that inertia and then God knows what's going to happen and will I felt like I've missed out. I think it's beautifully juxtaposed against my first set of lines that I picked where it's difficult to make big change or jump into anything when things are going fine. Yet it's so much easier to react, respond and make big changes in your life when something drastic is happening or has happened in front of you, especially if it's happening in your life. And then those last two lines, they are just bars, bro. And cigarettes on my mantle keeping keep calling me by my first name loving me when i'm lonely pretending that they really know name so no names a double entendre there because it's like the cigarettes are calling me pretending that they know who i am but then also her as the the artist no name i just think that's fucking incredible man absolutely incredible yeah 100 percent agree on on everything you said there i think for me it feels like a a more hopeful verse than some of the other ones because it's finally time to answer that call and like you said we find out that no name wasn't just getting coffee when when opportunity knocked she was also dealing with a really sick family member and and it reminds us that it's not just like your own insecurities that can get in the way circumstances outside your control can get in your way and sometimes you have to just focus on other things like family and i think far from being a failing of any kind i think it's the opposite i think it's the right thing to do it's a, a kind and selfless act to put your life on hold to look out for someone else and i think you know people who are carers for family members they so often do so at the expense of, of their own life because it's like a full-time job like a full-time unpaid job and i just kind of salute anyone that does that for someone and then like you said that final line about the the cigarettes it it's just a reminder that the struggle is always there in some form, like the devil on your shoulder, as it were, you know, trying to get you to self-sabotage and coming at you when you're at your low points, loving me when I'm lonely. And you just kind of have to constantly work against those things. And well, like you said, it's just 
Incredible bars. Incredible. She's unreal. She's absolutely unreal. Who's next? You're up. Or that she needed, and when that call comes, you better say hello. No hesitation. No hiding deep down below. No beg your pardon. You better stay and grow your liberation for your lonely soul, or you'll be on your own. Just let your light glow. When that call comes, you better say hello. No hesitation. I just thought it'd be a fitting end to a great episode on a very beloved artist of ours to just say to the listeners, listen to No Name. When opportunity is knocking at your door, don't hesitate, don't hold back, don't second guess it, just jump at it. Just jump at it for your lonely soul or you may end up on your own. Truth. Absolute fire track. Nothing but love to No Name. Nothing but love to all of No Name's fans. Nothing but love to all the BRL listeners out there. Nothing but love to you, Alan. One. Peace. Thank you.